0: Welcome to Food is Not a Four-Letter Word, the podcast where you ditch the diet drama, banish body shame, and reclaim your life, all while creating a body you love. When it comes to body drama, your host, Carmela Romalia has been there, done that, has the t-shirt, and wrote the books. And now, here's Carmela. Hello, hello, my friends. It's me, Carmella, from Happy Calories Don't Count, back with episode number 17 of the Food is Not a Four Letter Word podcast. And before we go any further with this show, let's start out right away with our three deep breaths. Here we go. Take a deep breath in and exhale. Yes, please play along with me. Another deep breath and exhale. As you breathe in, try to get the breath all the way down to your toes. Deep breath in. And exhale all the old, yucky, stale air out of you. And just one more for good measure. We'll do four today. Take a deep breath in. And exhale. Yay. So, we've got a lively show uh, planned for you today. Uh, but what I'd like to do at the beginning is do my little disclaimer. I haven't done one of those in a while. So, I am Italian. I am very passionate. I am particularly passionate around subjects um, that are near and dear to my heart. Uh, this topic, in particular, you know, what I write and I speak about and I coach about, how to heal and transform. Your relationships with food, exercise your body and yourself so that you can feel good in your body and you can feel good about your body so that you can truly create a body and a life you love. All of this comes from my own pain, shame, and drama around my body and my weight. So everything I teach, all the programs I create, everything I do is all original content based on healing and transforming my own painful and life-threatening relationships with food, exercise, my body, and my weight. And in addition to you being Italian and passionate about all this, I'm also an actress, and so it is not unusual when I am speaking on such topics that I will go into my little character voices, and I can get, I can get snarky. And so, what I need you to understand, um, especially if you are. In a space where you are feeling pain about such topics is that when I am snarky, I am never snarky to you. I am always snarky about the mindsets and the beliefs and the the cultures and the attitudes that keep you stuck in your pain and in your shame and in your drama. So when I'm snarky, I'm being snarky about those, never to you personally personally. All right. And I do these three deep breaths at the beginning of every episode uh, to ground myself, you know, so that I don't (laughs) so that I don't kind of go full Carmela on you. And that also, uh, hopefully, if you're playing along, you are experiencing how simple and easy it is to take a beat, take a breath, drop into your body. And that one little moment can 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 completely transform what's going on for you in the moment. Um, You still might be dealing with whatever you're dealing with. And especially, you know, it's holiday time, festivities, families, and food. This is Thanksgiving week. Um, So if you're dealing with stuff, that stuff might still be there. But just by virtue of taking that deep breath, it gives you half a second, you know, just half a beat to find your center again. It gives you just a little bit of space and grace that you have the opportunity to move forward in space and time out of purpose and choice rather than reaction. And so I just do those out of habit for myself. And then also hopefully just reinforcing this concept for you, my friends. All right. So yeah, Thanksgiving let's talk about gratitude, shall we? Um, and I warned you, I might get snarky. Um, so gratitude, gratitude, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing. It, it's a concept that's tossed around in the self help and personal development community a lot. You know, you just got to be grateful. And that's, that's true. You know, that I'm not, I'm not knocking gratitude. Gratitude is a very powerful state of grace um and in moments in my life where I have had the experience of my heart just completely filled with gratitude like this authentic experience of of literally like my cup runneth over um of my heart swelling and being so joyful and present and grateful for the entire journey because in that one crystal clear moment of bliss, I could see the purpose to everything and I could see that even though my journey has been quite painful at times and how I it by looking backwards, I could see how things had to happen certain ways for other things to fall into place. And that right now in that moment, even if I didn't know what the future held, there was such amazing grace that I felt. And that to me is, you know, what real gratitude is. And and people talk about gratitude, like, oh, just be grateful, or you know, just you know, write a gratitude journal. Just get out a journal and make a list of ten things every day that you're grateful for, and that'll just get you out of your funk. That'll just change your change your life, and and all of those little things. And if you if you um, have listened to enough episodes, or you know me personally in my personal life, or you know know me professionally well enough, um, you understand that what i am fascinated by and what has had profound impact on myself personally and in the lives of my clients is the the distinction between the the idea the and how people state the idea the lip service to the idea versus actually what it really means and how it can actually influence you when you really, when you really truly get, get it. And one of the things that I've spoken about at length, and I think I had, I did a whole podcast on it earlier was this whole idea of loving yourself and loving your body you know like oh you just need to love yourself oh just love your body and there there's a whole body image movement out there and there's all all of this stuff where people will just tell you oh it's just so simple just love yourself or oh just you know love your body you know stop stop hating yourself just just love your just love your body just just stop it and you know that's a really easy thing to say but it's not an actually um, helpful thing to say. And, and, and there's a difference between saying and doing. And if you don't have a path to actually hang on to, to go through that transformative process, I think that's where a lot of us get stuck. A lot of us get, get hung up in, in these concepts. And the best example I have um, for this show, because I think it applies to anyone. Um, the, this show, I I'm guessing my audience, if you're not just listening to this because you're a personal friend of mine and you just want to, you know, get more, more, more podcast listens for me or, you know, rate the show or whatever, because you're just a friend of mine and likes to help me out. If you're, if you're actually someone who wants to hear what I have to say, then I'm guessing that you are someone who ha- either it, it, you know, it, it goes from a spectrum. It's either that, that little tiny bit of misery and anxiety and stress. It's, it's not really enough to completely disrupt your life, um, but, but it's just enough to just kind of be that itch you can't scratch. It's just that little ping in your heart. It's that little monkey on your back that's just constantly, you know, nagging you about how you know you're not good enough, and you you have anxiety when you reach for something to eat, and you don't even you don't even necessarily realize you're doing it. Um, that you're constantly judging and assessing and wondering if it's okay to eat this, and then you're just screw it. I'm just gonna eat eat it anyway. I'm tired of having all these thoughts in my head and, and worried about how you look like, are, are, do you look okay in your jeans? Is the way, do you have a muffin top? Um, like, do you have back fat? What's going on? How, how, what are you going to do if you go to the holiday party? How, how, how are you going to engage and how are you going to navigate the food? What are you going to wear? Oh my God. Um, so there, there's a spectrum, right? There's that, that bugs you a little bit, and you can mostly deal with it and you can mostly, you know, go and enjoy yourself and have a party and then, you know, maybe feel bad the next day and think, oh, crap, I blew my diet and maybe I'll just have to spend an extra hour or two at the gym. Um, That kind of thinking, which I call diet drama thinking, by the way. Um, or you could be someone that has like this full blown eating disorder, right? And and it's literally, literally life threatening. So it's just uh, their spectrum is just, oh, just mild constant misery that, that, that isn't enough to n- severely negatively impact your life um, to a condition that's literally life-threatening. Uh, there's that spectrum, but all of all of that, what it has in common is this idea that your body's size and shape is a direct result of what you eat and what you do for exercise because that's what we're taught with that diet and exercise model. That model teaches us that we have to pay a price to eat. And the price is exercise or weight gain. And I've spoken extensively about this in other episodes. I've written about it extensively. So um, I'm just going to kind of leave it there that, that, that anything that makes you crazy around food or exercise or your body or your weight. You, you dig deeply enough. Fundamentally, when you get down to the core of it, it's that diet and exercise model that's somehow at the root of everything that you have unconsciously internalized. And happy calories don't count. Food is not a four-letter word. All of this stuff is about breaking free of that model and embracing a relationship-based model where the relationship is not between diet and exercise, because there is no relationship between diet and exercise. The relationship is between you and your body. You focus on the relationship with your body. You heal the relationship with your body and everything else falls into place. And so I just kind of did a little circle-y tangent there. Um, And that that's to be expected, right? I set this up with, hey, I'm passionate. I'm Italian. I might get snarky. I also might wander down tangents because this is all stream of conscious. And my intention when I start each show is, dear God, please let me say whatever it is that people out there need to hear. Um, And so I just, you know, follow the muse. So the best example That I have for this, whether you are someone who is from the audience that I just described, or whether you're just a regular Joe Blow person and you just happen to turn on this show, is that idea of keep your eye on the ball. Because on some level, I think we've all experienced this. You know, we we were all kids, and some of us may still play ball. Um, so whether you're playing catch, whether you are at a batting cage, whether you're playing tennis, um, whether you're golfing, um, any any of those kinds of sports, there's the the phrase "keep your eye on the ball," and. I remember, you know, being a kid playing catch, playing softball, that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I was okay. I wasn't I wasn't that great at it. But, you know, I, I you know, somehow wasn't the last person to get picked on the team, you know, and, and all I would hear people say all the time is keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the ball, keep your eye on the ball. And In my head, I'm thinking, well, yeah, duh. (laughs) I mean, like, duh, keep your eye on the ball, right? What I didn't realize until I had this weird moment, you know, divinely inspired somehow, that I did not realize that at the very last second, I was shutting my eyes. You know, you think you're keeping your eye on the ball, and I thought I was keeping my eye on the ball. And then at the very last second, you know, because the ball's coming at me and I'm scared it's going to hit me or something. I closed my eyes until that one moment when I didn't. And I don't know how I didn't. I don't know why I didn't. I don't know why that moment was different. But suddenly I realized, oh my gosh, that's what they mean by keep your eye on the ball. Like I I didn't even know. I didn't even know that I was closing my eyes. Oh my gosh, that's what they mean. Keep your eye on the ball. And ever since then, you know it's like yes people if i'm playing catch with somebody and i just can't you know the the catch is outside of my reach and i can't reach it um but i rarely miss a ball now because like hey i know what it means keep your eye on the ball and that that single moment transformed my entire experience of sports with balls playing catch now you know i'm i'm a better soccer player. I'm a. I'm a better softball player. You know, I used to hit home runs because I understood, hey, keep your eye on the ball. I understood what that meant. And so I bring that to your attention because I think it's the same kind of thing with all of this personal development stuff, this love your body. And, and you're in a place where you completely hate your body. You're like, what do you what do you mean just love love your body and then they're going to tell you oh well you know well you know just respect it or honor it or you know do something like that and i'm like oh my god people no this is this is not helpful at all telling people to love their bodies is not helpful at all what is helpful is to stop hating your body and that's a that's a different thing Loving your body is an action that you don't know how to do if you don't know how to do it, Um, like keeping your eye on the ball. And uh, unlike keeping your eye on the ball where I don't have anything where I can say this is what you actually do to make sure that you keep your eyes open (laughs) through the entire process and you don't close them at the very last second, even though you might not think that you're doing that, what I can offer you in terms of body stuff is Stop trying to love your body. Instead, stop hating your body. That's a different thing. So, stop actively doing all of the millions of little things you do all day long that you might not even be aware that you're doing that makes you feel bad about your body and yourself. All you have to do is stop doing that. When you stop doing that, then there's some space in your life, you have a little grace. And in there, things can change. And that's exactly what we did, what I modeled for you at the beginning of the show with the three deep breaths. And, you know, going into Thanksgiving week uh with those families, the family's festivities and the food, those three deep breaths are very, very important. They can literally save your life. All right. So getting back to gratitude, gratitude is another one of these concepts that just gets thrown around like... Just just do it. Just be grateful. And I think that that um, I think that that can be unhelpful. I know that people try to be helpful. Um, Most people have a good heart. Most people are coming at, you know, trying to encourage you or support you, you know, from from a real place of love and affection. It's just that what they're doing isn't helpful. And you're like, oh, great, thanks. Um, And so how do you get to this place where the gratitude is authentic the the uh, the gratitude is fills your heart and your cup your your cup overfloweth or cup runneth over that's what it is your cup runneth over um those kinds of feelings in your heart when people are talking about my heart is filled with gratitude um sometimes i think people just say that just to say that um, because it sounds like it's the thing you're supposed to say without really understanding a really on a deep core spiritual and even emotional physical level of what that is and so here I am to offer you a few few ways to try to experience that um one is to feel bad. If you need to feel bad, feel bad. One of the things that I, that I hate the most is um, that, that phrase, oh, it's a, it's a first world problem. Oh, our first world problems. Um, and, and it's like, um, no, a problem, a problem is a problem. A, pro, a problem is a problem, whether you're in the first world or a developing nation or whatever it is, a problem is a problem. Um, and, and this is, this goes to the deep spiritual principles behind all of that, right? As you might be looking at yourself and thinking, oh, well, you know, it, it must be a problem that, you know, I'm I'm stressed about my relationship. Or it might be a problem that, you know, I maybe I i I have, you know, 10, 15, 20, whatever pounds to lose, and and I don't feel good about my body. Um Or maybe it's, you know, with um, COVID and everything that, you know, with the shutdown, you you don't have enough hours at work or whatever it is. And so you don't have quite as much money. Um, And so now you're not going to be able to uh, be as generous as you want to with your friends and family during the holidays for gift giving. Maybe it is, you know, any, any number of types of things, but um, a lot of people will talk about this being, oh, a first, a first world problem in the sense that it seems like the first world problems aren't as important as, you know, poverty and child hunger in Africa kind of thing. And, and when you look at that objectively and you can say, oh, hey, you know, at least I have a roof over my head, so I shouldn't complain there's there there's 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 a piece missing in that. And I think this piece that's missing is is one of the reasons that we have such a hard time healing, because, again, we, there are these blanket statements. There are these, you know, catchphrases and that things have in personal development that then because they don't address that little piece, that little bit of your soul crying um that you don't really have a place to heal. And I did not um, originate the sayings. I don't know who did. Um, so I'm sorry, I can't credit it. Um, I just heard it somewhere. I don't even remember where I heard it, but it it just stuck with me on such a deep, deep core level. I'm like, that. that's the thing. That's the thing that people are missing. And so what'll happen is if you're in a funk because of whatever reason, right? And someone comes along and you know wants you to stop being upset about your first world problem, or they just want you to be grateful. You know, just be grateful you got a roof over your head, or be grateful you have a job, or you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. You know, be be grateful you can walk. You're not in a wheelchair. Just be grateful, um, because the implication is, be grateful, because somebody else has it worse. Don't feel bad because somebody else has it worse. Well, my friends, that is just as stupid and ridiculous as saying, don't be happy because somebody else has it better. Did you catch that? I think that's very, very powerful because in that in, in in the good intentions again i think people generally you know are trying to be supportive in this you know shake yourself out of the funk don't don't be so hard on yourself um, and they they're using the concept that other people have it worse so you can't feel bad that's just as ridiculous as saying that you can't feel happy because somebody else is a gajillionaire, or somebody else has the love of their life, or the career of their life, or you know has has a, a really strong, fit body that they feel great about. Um, whatever it is. So I think that that just understanding that distinction gives you space and grace to feel bad, and just like the stop stop trying to um love yourself so this whole idea of love yourself and loving yourself is like this impossible thing to figure out how to do sometimes like what do you mean how do how do i love myself um it's the same kind of impossible thing is how do you just not feel bad you know and and then there people will You know, give you all these examples of people that have it worse. So therefore, you should not feel bad. That doesn't help you. (laughs) That's the thing. It doesn't help you change your state. Then you just end up feeling guilty about feeling bad. So the thing that you need to do is you need to honor yourself. You need to honor your feelings. You need to feel your feelings. Stop trying to explain them away or stop trying to um, stuff them away, whether it's literally with food or just emotionally, you know, making it go down into your body, Um, whatever it is, all, all of the freedom. From the food drama and the exercise drama and the body drama comes from developing a relationship with your body. And how do you develop authentic relationships? Through respect and communication and also being your authentic self. And you know what? Your authentic self might feel bad about some things. And I wanna circle back to this idea uh, that <laughs> because this is stream of conscious, I don't know if I actually said this out loud or if it was just in my head and I kind of skipped over the thought. So I'm going to say it right now. Um, you know, this idea about people comparing um, from, from the external world, this idea that people compare um, for lack of a better word, severity of problems, you know, like, oh, my goodness, I can't pay my rent or oh, my goodness, I can't um, feed my kids seems to be a bigger problem than, you know, oh, my gosh, I have, you know, 10 pounds I want to lose or oh, my gosh, what am I going to wear to that cocktail party? And and I said that it speaks to um, a deeper spiritual principle. And, And it does, because in in the spiritual realm, um, metaphysical, psychological, spiritual, all that stuff, when we're talking about those types of things, and you get into even, you know, the Eastern traditions where everything is an illusion or any of that kind of stuff, you know, it doesn't matter what your problem, your quote unquote problem is, and it doesn't matter how it so-called ranks in severity with other problems because a problem is created by the perceiver. So in the grand spiritual thing of things, you might be looking at an external situation of some children in a developing country and think, oh my goodness, they might not have, you know, the best medical care, they might not have the best schooling, the best technology, whatever. But if you actually look at those kids, a lot of them seem a lot happier and a lot in the moment and a lot more connected to their highest selves and their truest selves than a lot of us are here um, when we have all of these different types of um, accoutrements, you know. So, that that's one of the one of the issues that you know we need to be careful of is projecting our values and what we would how we would perceive a situation onto someone else who's actually experiencing the situation. Um, whether it be you know someone we're legitimately trying to help out of a desperate situation, you know, uh, and and those exist. Though, and they're legitimate, you know, those kinds of things versus someone that we're just trying to help feel better, you know, a friend or a pal, pal around. In either situation, we don't know what's going on with the other person. We don't know what their circumstances are. And if the problem only exists as a quote unquote problem because of the perceiver. So we can go down a whole big philosophical, spiritual, rabbit hole, that conversation type of thing that I don't really want to go down. But I just wanted to allude to it. um, Because if you are in a place of pain for yourself, and you're desperately trying to, to climb your way out of that hole, figure out how to find your bearings, figure, find something that you can hang on to, to, to help yourself get calm and centered and feel better. A lot of times what your friends and family will say isn't very helpful, especially if it's just like, "Oh, be grateful." And this is a time, you know, this week of of gratitude. It's th- it's Thanksgiving week. And so I know that, you know, the Norman Rockwell version of Thanksgiving and and what you're going to see on the commercials and, you know, and these great families coming together around a festive meal. And we're all just, you know, talking about how grateful we are for all our blessings and everybody in our lives and all that stuff. And quite frankly, I talk to a lot of people (laughs) and. I don't I don't know anyone that I've spoken with personally that has that Norman Rockwell kind of experience. Everyone I know is like, oh my gosh, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, and, and where am I gonna put cousin Betsy? And, you know, and then you throw the COVID thing on top of that. It's it's very, it can be very stressful. And then people will start to, you know, bash themselves and feel bad about themselves for feeling. Stressed out and anxious and and bad because they're supposed to be grateful. So I know this is kind of a little um, circular in in the topic, but sometimes you know life is not a straight line. So neither are these podcasts. It's it's this idea that you know to to actually get to that place of authentic gratitude. of of deep peace, of, it is almost like existential bliss. I've only experienced it a couple of times, but those moments where everything makes sense, you're at complete peace with yourself and with the universe, with everything, and you're so joyous and you are just so grateful for everything, that, that existential state, that sublime state, does not necessarily come from a gratitude journal where you write down 10 things you're grateful for every day. Or every time you're in a bad mood, try to, you know, pivot and think about something else that'll make you feel better because feeling bad is bad. That state comes from doing the the inner work, the personal work of being you, of discovering who you are and allowing yourself to be who you are unapologetically. And part of that is feeling bad about the things you feel bad about. And letting yourself feel bad so that you can express those, those feelings, and get them out of your body, get them out of your heart, get them get that energy out of your soul so that you can express it, release it, transform it. And then from that new place, then you have the opportunity to really embrace the gratitude that everyone's talking about. But they don't necessarily know how to guide you into um, so yeah, that was my little waxing philosophical for this particular episode. Um, I think it is important because this week and especially during the holidays, there is that that shiny happy people idea out there with the the tinsel and the the red foil and the the merriment and the, the amusement and all of that stuff, and you know that's great. Peace on earth, goodwill to men, all that good stuff is awesome. And I also know that a lot of people um, struggle a lot during this time of year. Uh, It's also an anniversary of some sort, because, you know, it's something that comes around every year, here are the holidays again. So here are the holidays again, here are the holidays again. And so it's something where you can use them to end up judging yourself to see if your body is where you want it to be. You know, did you lose that 10 pounds you wanted to lose this year? Um, it's a place to that people can judge themselves with where they are in their lives and their careers and their relationships and all of that kind of stuff. So it's it's not to knock on the holidays, you know we We have the ideals, you know, it's a wonderful life, All of that good stuff. But it's also to be grounded in in the in the moment and to allow yourself to be true to yourself and not have anyone talk you out of your authentic um, reactions and experiences. And within that, you know, it's a balancing act, you do have power. You know, you might not have power over a situation, but like I just illustrated with the three deep breaths at the beginning of the podcast, you do have a modicum of power of changing the dynamic of how things might move forward. So I think that's enough waxing philosophical for today. I hope you have a super, super happy Thanksgiving, and I will talk to you all later. Bye. If you enjoyed this program, help it out. Give it a like, subscribe, follow, share. You know the drill. If you want to learn more about me, my books, programs, and services, visit my website, CarmellaRamalia.com. And don't worry, if you can't spell my name, you can also always find me at happycalories.com. Take care.